The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we continue looking at the operation of God in the church in the area of the gospel. First a word of prayer, and then we'll begin reading with verse number 3. Father, I come now in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for this good day you've given us. I pray now you would take your word, bless your people, And Lord, reveal to some sinner their need of Jesus Christ today. I pray their soul would be saved today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And so last week we saw the gospel in power and the gospel in precept, and we dealt just very briefly with the truth that the gospel had been received by Paul directly from the revelation of Jesus Christ our Lord, and he could therefore declare the truth that he had already preached unto the Corinthians, and so certify the gospel among them. And the gospel of the grace of God, the gospel of Christ, it is not a man-made message, but one that is God-given, Bible-based, Christ-centered, soul-saving, and life-changing. Now today we begin with the fact that the gospel had been revealed. The revelation of Christ in the gospel is according to the scriptures. If a gospel that is preached among you or among me or by you or by me, 
if it is not according to holy writ, if it does not agree with the scriptures, with the written word of God, then it is not the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here we see truths that we might live by eternally. The gospel in precept is the death and burial and resurrection of Christ Jesus our Lord. These truths point to the person and work of Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of men, and Christ who is Lord and Savior rose from the dead, and because he lives, men can live also. We call these precepts, for they are authoritative absolutes of the gospel that is the good news of God's grace toward mankind through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we begin in verse number 5. Look down through verse 8 and we will see the gospel and its witness among the Corinthians. Verse 5, Paul continues, And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. The witness of the gospel among the Corinthian believers. We see the gospel in proof. Verses 5, 6, and 7. We see the gospel in person. Verse number 8. The proof was in a minority. In verse 5, he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, that close-knit group who followed the Lord Jesus in his earthly ministry. Then it was seen, or there was proof, in a majority. Verse number 6. After he was saw of Peter and the twelve, he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, and the greater part remained alive at the writing of this letter to the Corinthian saints. Then we see proof in a maturity. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. God had prepared these men, separated them out, that he could send them out, and so Christ appeared unto them again, that he might send them out with glad tidings of good things, preaching the resurrection from the dead, that Christ is alive, and that he is seated in the heavens at the right hand of the throne of God, and there in power. And so we see the gospel in proof. Now verse number 8, we see the gospel in person. That is, Paul said, and he was seen, last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. Paul recounts his experience on the road to Damascus when he was converted to Christ. And so the very man writing the letter said, I give you the gospel in person. Christ died for our sins. He was buried, and he rose again the third day, and that according to the scriptures, 
and he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. Thus we leave the explanation of the gospel of God and look now to the experience of the grace of God. The gospel was explained in verses 1 through 8. Now God's grace is experienced in verses 9 through 11. First, we see grace and its experience to the chiefest of sinners, verses 9 and 10. In verse 11, we see the experience of grace to the Corinthian sinners. Now, Paul said, this grace of God to the chiefest of sinners, which was Paul, by the way, it was to bring him into salvation, verse number 9. But first, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 15, Paul says there, This is a faithful saying, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. God's grace is to bring the chiefest of sinners into salvation. Before the grace of God, Paul exhibited hostility. But after the grace, on the right side of the cross of Christ, Paul exhibits humility. Look to verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles. There is humility. That am not meet to be called an apostle. Again, humility. Because I persecuted the church of God. Hostility before grace. Humility after grace. The grace of God finds us in our sins, but it does not leave us there. It saves us from our sins. Paul was hostile and a murderer before he met Christ, but afterward he was humble and a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace was to bring him into salvation, but grace was also to bring him into service. Look at verse number 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. Grace in this verse was for the man. It was for Paul. By the grace of God, I am what I am. And yet this grace was also for the master. For Paul says, His grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. That is, God does not bestow His grace upon Paul, or you, or me, or any other man in vain. He does not do it for no reason, for no purpose, but He does do it for His own honor and glory and power. Grace was for the man. Grace was for the master, but grace was for the ministry. Paul said, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. We must labor with intensity for God. I labored more abundantly. There's grace to labor this way. Then we must lean with intensity upon grace. We are what we are by the grace of God. And we can do what we can do by the grace of God. Yet not I. It's not me laboring, Paul would say, 
but the grace of God which was with me. So grace for the chiefest of sinners, but grace for the Corinthian sinners. Look to verse 11. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. There's grace to reach the sinner. God sent the apostles. God sent the apostle Paul. The gospel was preached. Grace was explained. And the grace that reaches the sinner can rescue the sinner. I'm thankful for the good grace of our God. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.